I want to remind everyone, of course, to download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast, the 415ers podcast, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you as always. And yeah, feel free to tweet at us. Let us know how what you thought about the game. Leave comments. Let us know what you thought about the performance. Because right now, I think we're just trying to, to wrestle with the fact that this is what 49ers football is going to look like moving forward. And as much as we know that it got you to the conference championship last year, there are a lot of people skeptical of that result. And I think there are even more skeptics now. Well, I think you bring up a good point there, Evan, because this is why I, and I, I don't know. I know, I know that the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo discussion, you know, maybe it's overblown and, and it's, it's too much at this point. I mean, Trey Lance is hurt, but this game I think is a perfect reason why 49er fans, you know, and certain media members, and I think myself, I fall in this group, was the preference for me last year, considering everything that we know about Jimmy Garoppolo as an NFL quarterback. And I know they made the NFC Championship game. I know they were one dropped interception away from playing in the Super Bowl, and who knows, maybe winning the Super Bowl. I think this game is a great example why last year, whether or not you thought he was ready, Trey Lance needed to play more because now the 49ers are in a really, really strange spot. Your your future quarterback, your franchise quarterback is hurt and will likely go into his third year in the NFL with four starts under his belt. For all intents and purposes, essentially a rookie entering his third year in the league. You're currently playing with a quarterback in his second lame duck year now who everyone across the league now is convinced is not good enough to win you a Super Bowl, to, to win you a few playoff games. I mean, say all you want about last year, Jimmy Garoppolo was not the first, second, or third you know, best reason the Niners beat the Cowboys and beat the Packers on the road last year in the playoffs. I'm sorry, but it was simply not the case. You're entering... Now, you're going to be entering Trey Lance's third year, knowing nothing about him, and you have a year in this year that is, relatively speaking, going to be wasted. I, I, it's early. Maybe I'm overreacting, but you have a, a team around him. This defense is phenomenal. This offense has the, the, the skill weapons. They have the talent. I mean, Trent Williams, we hope he, he recovers and, and gets better soon. But Trent Williams is arguably the best player in football, at least on the offensive side of the ball. George Kittle, a top three tight end in the league. Debo Samuel, the most unique weapon in football. Brandon Ayuk is really good offensively, and he was a disappearing act after the first quarter in this game, mostly because of you know Jimmy Garoppolo's inability to, to get the ball down the field towards him. Uh, the offensive line, aside from Trent Williams, has looked relatively good and, and things kind of fell apart once Trent Williams went down. But Aaron Banks has been pretty good so far this year in his first real action as a starter. Uh, Burford, there's been some growing pains, but he's looked decent as well. I mean, there's no reason this should not be, at worst, a middle-of-the-pack offense in the NFL. And it's still early. As you said, things will probably regress back to the means somewhere in the middle. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the 49ers do moving forward because this year seems 
like it's going to be an uphill battle to make the playoffs, to, to win a playoff game. And then you're entering essentially your, your young quarterback's rookie season with a team that's still ready to compete and has some aging veterans on it. Uh, it's just a disaster for Kyle Shanahan. And it's why I think, you know, last year, maybe you 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 should have benched Jimmy Garoppolo and tried to see more from Trey Lance. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. It's just week three. But you just look forward, Evan, and, and it's tough to see a path back to relevancy and contention just considering the situation they find themselves in. Look, Sunday night game means it's a quick turnaround. We didn't get a lot of sleep last night. There's a lot to overreact to. There's a lot to be angry about. Are you telling me I'm overreacting? Well, isn't it an overreaction Monday? This is what we do. That's fair. But and but this this leads me to my next question, Mark. Where is their solace? I mean, where is there some sort of sunshine on the opposite side of a dark and cloudy San Francisco morning? Like... If I was a Buddhist, I'd tell you life is suffering and we're all going to be fine anyways. <laughs> but that's not the way that this works. And right now, there are far more things to be, I mean, whether you want to call it angry, you know, pessimistic, um, there are far more reasons for you to feel that than to feel like, oh, you know what, tough loss last night, 49ers defense played fantastic, you know, the offense just wasn't quite there when it needed to be. Denver found a way to win. Credit to them. Tip the cap. No, we don't want to tip our cap to Denver. It doesn't. No, they didn't deserve to win that game. Now, maybe the Niners didn't either, but that's why last night's rock fight was maybe even more discouraging. And I think why you do have a right to feel like you're overreacting or or have the right to overreact because, and, and just quickly want to list the other injury that was impactful last night. Aziz Al-Shair also goes down with a, a sustained uh, MCL sprain during the game. So he is potentially going to be out for an extended period of time. Trent Williams, of course, with a high ankle sprain is going to miss multiple weeks at the minimum. And so you lose maybe your best offensive player. You lose an impactful defensive player. You lose the game by one point, despite giving up nine points on defense. Jimmy Garoppolo looks like the quarterback of old and is old. Kyle Shanahan, (laughs) he just like, the play calling continues to confound fans in certain situations. And maybe it's because he doesn't feel like he has a guy under center that can execute those plays. And a play like you mentioned earlier, where he doesn't hit Debo Samuel on a wide open potential touchdown play sort of shrinks him up as a play caller because he wants to simplify things for Garoppolo in order to make sure that he doesn't make the mistake of fumbling under center, that he doesn't make the mistake of throwing an interception with two minutes left over the middle that effectively ends the game, that he doesn't make the mistake of walking out of the back of the end zone. There are men, there are there are reasons that Kyle Shanahan, I think, is operating the way that he does, as well as why Jimmy Garoppolo, you could say, is not being allowed to you know try and play like it's 2017 again. But this team just feels like it's it's beginning to teeter. And next week's game against the Rams at least needs to be a place where you get back on track because if not, there is a potential. As you mentioned, this is a team right now that looking on paper has gone through its three potentially easiest games of the season, and they're one and two. People are going to be breathing down the neck of this organization, of the front office, of the coaching staff, asking for results and asking for wins. 
if they do not figure this thing out quickly, despite it being week three. So as much as I understand people saying it's still early, there's lots of time. Look at what happened last year. You were three and five. You went to the conference championship. That also is a situation where your luck could run out. And that's what people are afraid of. Yeah. And it's super easy to just say, well, they made the conference championship last year. You know, it's early. They can still get to that spot. They were also a gigantic comeback away. If, if that comeback did not happen the last week of the regular season, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. So, I mean, there is a very fine line between making the playoffs, winning a couple of playoff games that were kind of flip of the coin games. You could have lost either of them going to the conference championship game and not even making the playoffs. If this team did not make the playoffs last year, it would be an entirely different conversation right now. I think the, you know, the people calling, you know, for, for Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat, you know, they'd have kind of more credence to those, you know, discussions right now, if the team missed the playoffs last year, and that just kind of tells you, I think how fickle this conversation is because that's literally a play away from coming true last season. Um, but in terms of a positive, Evan, uh, I have one for you. Mitch Wisnowski. How about oh, him boy. in the punt game last night? Seven punts, a long of 74 yards, three of them inside the 20. And I actually have a wild stat for you. When you include Wisnowski and Denver's Corliss Waitman, the Denver punter, they combine, <laughs> they combine to place three punts inside the five-yard line on Sunday night football. That's tied for the most in a primetime NFL game over the last 20 seasons, Evan. That is the kind of game it was last year. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, we might be headed for more like that for the 49ers this season. I mean, I don't know about you, but the thing that I was most concerned about towards the end of that game, once I realized it was going to be kind of a weird score, it was checking Scorigami on Twitter. I don't, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that account. I believe there's one other game that was yeah, 11 to 10. Unfortunately, 11 to 10 has happened before. It happened once on November 16th, 2008. So no Scorigami on Sunday night football last night, but it was close. It was looking like it might happen. That's what happens when you have a safety, some field goals, a two point conversion that fails. Uh, but unfortunately, no Scorigami. I think a lot of, you know, NFL fans, 49er fans, myself, uh, Invested in whether or not Scorigami was going to happen, um, that just kind of shows you what kind of game it was last night and, and how difficult it is to try to find positives. Aside from the fact, as you mentioned, it's early and the defense was phenomenal. I mean, beyond that, it's it, it's it's really hard to to find something where Niner fans can actually feel good about themselves after this game. Yeah, I do think it's hard to feel good about the individual game itself. I mean, if you're watching the rest of the games throughout the day. I do think there is one bright spot in the fact that it being week three, looking around the league, there were a lot of funky games. I mean, you're just looking at the, the 10 a.m. slate. The Colts find a way to beat the Chiefs, who many people are you know kind of penciling in as the cream of the crop along with Buffalo, who also lost. The Bills, by the way, punted one time in that game. And yet with 19 points to show for it, lost to Tua Tungavailoa and the 3-0 and Miami Dolphins. Who would have guessed? Also, hey, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Maybe he is the offensive genius all along, huh? I, I, I've heard a lot of people saying that as well. <laughs> and I, I think the jury's still out on that. Uh, I am a fan of Mike McDaniel. I do not know if I'm willing to give him credit 
for everything that's happened now in the last couple of years offensively for the 49ers, as some people have theorized. Uh, but he is certainly off to a good start in Miami and looks to have the makings of a great head coaching career ahead of him. Also, the Jacksonville Jaguars went into L.A. and absolutely destroyed the Los Angeles Chargers. Many people's dark horse pick for the Super Bowl, uh, one of which in this podcast. And <laughs> I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers, who looked like they were going to run away with another game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady doesn't show up. He looks like a 45-year-old. They lose 14-12. to 12. And then, of course, this 11-10 to 10 game later. I mean, there were a lot of very strange games yesterday. And so as much as it hurts that the Niners were the last one, and on prime time, that's going to be the final thought in everyone's memory as capping off week three in the NFL with you know, a, a quintessential, I think now people are saying, Jimmy Garoppolo game. But you know, th there was a lot of strange things that happened. So that, that's kind of the only thing that I can say is like, well, at least you weren't the only team that looked, you know, non-credible yesterday. There were some other groups that also looked like they had, you know, terrible games and did not look like themselves. And so maybe the 49ers, this was just a fluke and they can come back. But of course, we don't have enough of a sample size yet to judge this individual team off of. We're just going off of what we've seen the first three weeks and the first three weeks do not point in a necessarily positive direction. Yeah, and I, I would say, I think kind of to add on to that, I think the Niners' performance kind of stands out as being a little more, I don't know, inept. I mean, some of those other games, strange, yes, but you can kind of understand. I mean, the Bills absolutely dominated that game. I mean, they outgained the, the Dolphins. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think they outgained them by like 200 yards in that game, and, and they found a way to lose. So, I mean, they were... I think relatively clearly the better team in that game. And maybe that makes it worse. You found a way to lose despite, you know, dominating in the box score The the chargers Jaguars game is weird. I mean, Justin Herbert, the, the rib cartilage injury. I'm not sure why he was out there and I'm not sure why he was out there in, in, in the fourth quarter when the game was already decided. That was strange to me. Um, the green Bay, the green Bay Buccaneers game is, is a weird one because of, you know, just how much of a, of a rock fight it was. Um, but for San Francisco, I mean, just the self-inflicted -infl wounds, the safety, the, the the fumbled snap, which isn't all on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that that's a, a two-person issue. The center, Jake Brendel and Jimmy Garoppolo, that's on both of them. Um, and then, I mean, Garoppolo threw the interception late in that fourth quarter. He had a number of other turnover-worthy throws. I mean, the one third-down conversion, which came late in the fourth quarter, they were one of 10, their one conversion late in the fourth quarter on, a, on an out route to Juwan Jennings on the left sideline. It ended up being a, a relatively perfect pass, but in a really tight window, that's, you know, a foot away from maybe being a pick six. Credit Jimmy for, for you know, trusting his arm and making that throw, but let's not pretend like, that was close or, or not close to, to being another interception as well. I mean, I think the Niners game, they looked particularly inept. So I'm not sure I'd put on the same level as some of those other ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It was a weird week. It's been a weird three weeks so far in the NFL. And I mean, I don't know if you're in a, a survivor pool, Evan, uh, but if you are and you're still alive, great work because I think the top two choices this week, uh, the Chiefs, and the Chargers uh, both lost, obviously. Um, and I, I was on uh, the Bengals this week, so I skated by. 
I'm with you. I'm still alive with the with those Bengals too. So uh, we're in good spots at least with that. But I I can understand why there are not many people, uh, many of our listeners that are still alive because it has been a strange NFL season so far, and the Niners are certainly contributing to that. Yeah, and to quickly recap, the Niners three weeks, who might be the most interesting team in football, you have a loss in your first game in a monsoon to a team that people projected to be potentially the worst team in the NFL. You lose your starting quarterback in week two, and then people feel like you got better at the position. Week three, we all come back down to earth and remember who Jimmy Garoppolo is, was, and will continue to be. And the 49ers lose despite giving up nine points defensively to the Denver Broncos. And we're back to square one, it feels like. We don't know who this team is. You lose your starting offensive tackle, your left tackle. You lose a linebacker. You're already down a couple guys in the running game. You bring back your stud tight end who doesn't really show up. You don't know what's going on with your high-paid wide receiver on the outside and Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk, who's supposed to have a breakout season, is on pace for 500 yards. I mean, we do not know what's going to happen with the 49ers. And as much as that is a place where typically you would feel, I don't know, maybe maybe excited about what's to come, there's a lot of people feeling more pessimistic, Mark. Really quickly, I know we got to wrap up here in a minute, Evan. Um, you mentioned the Niners, like the, the most interesting team in the NFL so far this year. And I would say to this point, that's true. And maybe that continues. But unfortunately, with the way things are trending, the the Trey Lance injury, Jimmy Garoppolo's poor play, I think this team is kind of trending away from interesting and more just kind of into the boring category. I mean, I don't know how you felt watching the game last night and, you know, kind of what you're expecting the rest of the season to be. But I'm expecting this team, the offense to to stay relatively, you know, vanilla and and, and boring with a quarterback that the 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 head coach doesn't trust to to throw the ball down the field that maybe simply can't we talked about his his misses to Debo Samuel down the field not even seeing him and throwing the ball deep I mean this team is in my opinion I don't know about you is kind of trending away from that from that interesting area and more in just kind of a a boring area I mean that's what Twitter was talking about all of last night like oh my god this game is incredibly difficult to watch and uh, maybe that's a topic for a future episode Evan but it does seem like the team is kind of moving away from that must-see, interesting watch and more and just kind of, eh, I, I don't know what to do with this team. I think that's an excellent tease for the Wednesday's episode, Mark. There I think go. that's a fantastic place to start as that wraps up your Monday edition, Overreaction Monday, Lost, Lunday, Lost Monday, pardon me, the 49ers lose to the Denver Broncos 11-10 to as that will conclude this day's episode here on the 415ers podcast. My name is Evan Giddings. That is Mark Grandy coming at you three times a week, as always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you sticking with us for the 45 minutes here today as we wrap up a tough loss for the Niners, and we will talk to you next time. And in the meantime, try and find a positive. We'll be looking for one as well, and uh, appreciate you all tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.